Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Now let me say that again. We Well, I think, sisters, probably at this point in time, the term bail spirit is easier and maybe roll off the tongue a bit better than Jezebel spirit. Either way, it's the same spirit. All right. Now, before we go on and begin to bash, I mean, enlighten the men, what we want is to highlight just, just, just a bit. Now, some of you sweet sisters may at this point be going, well, I don't know whether I got it or not. If you do, you're lying to yourself. Okay, so we'll, we'll help you out. Now, tonight, during the time of deliverance for this spirit that has taken over the world, literally, the spirit is in the church, it's in the home, it's in the government, it's in the workplace of the businesses. There is nowhere that this spirit is not. The reason, again, is because it is sneaky. It is deceptive. It will manipulate you. It is immoral. It is sin from one end to the other. Now, if you have, sisters, an opinion that challenges the opinion of your husband, your spouse, is that sin. Now, you know it said that the husband will rule over the woman. Well, that's hard, isn't it? Some of you are doing this, and some of you just sitting there going. <laughs> I don't think he's talking to me yet. It's always you I am talking to. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it, you know. The old scud missile thing. No, you're not. This this group here. No, there's some of you out there that need a two before taken to. And the spirit. Thank you. But remember this. To be able to fulfill for you and your family. What, what we have to focus on at this point is commitment. Is the commitment in your life to walk in holiness strong enough to take you out of all possibility of this bail spirit? Is your commitment there? Or is your commitment there only again toward what you can get out of this for you, yourself, and I? And, there, and there's, you know, that is only something that you can judge about yourself. Nobody can judge you with that. But in essence, once again, I plea to you, you won't be going back to the home of our forefathers, the land of Israel, with his spirit. Now, the, the thing that I don't want to see happen is us to get close to that time and the prophet to have to come out here hmm, 
kind of feels bad already, doesn't it, when the prophet has to come out here and have to begin to go around and say, you go, you don't. You're in, you're out. And, folks, that's what's going to end up happening. If we don't get this thing together, this isn't an elective. We're not, we're not doing this as a course in, oh, golly gee, this month. This is the way it has to work. We are going to have to make ourselves come to that level of commitment. The level of commitment is called what? It's called holiness. The level of commitment will not, under any circumstances, back off of the 100% commitment toward God. We have to have that. And as I said, if we don't have it, do you know what we're going to do? When we get back to that utopia, land of Israel, likened to, the land, uh, you know, likened to that of, of the Garden of Eden itself, we're going to mess it all up. We're going to mess it all up. And then what's going to happen? Well, we'll discuss that at another time. But the key is to get you where you will what? You will be quick to repent, quick, bless God, to, to wrestle this. Now, most of you listen to us on the blog every week. I know that. If you don't, you need to. Now, you know, I explain about deliverance very simply as once that spirit or spirits come out of you, out of your mind, out of your body, your spirit is sealed. When you receive Christ, your spirit is sealed. All right? Your spirit cannot, will not carry demonic spirits. Your body still can, and so can your mind. If I'm not right, then why are we dealing with the spirit of Baal today? It should be gone. If, if that theory was true, and that's, a, that's a, a great Pentecostal theory that once you're saved, you couldn't have a demon. Well, that's about as right as about right that they are about a lot of things that they're totally wrong about. They can't see into the world, they don't understand the world, and they can't teach the world. Okay? So, girls, you've been ready tonight because you're going to get delivered. Now, if, if you want to be kind, and, 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 and maybe we should have one line over here for those of you that know you need to get delivered. Then, for those of you that think maybe there's a chance you could need to deliver, and then those of you that will think you don't need delivered. Maybe we could do it like that, and, and then we could start with those of you that think you don't need delivered because you're the first ones that's going to get delivered. Thank you for the laugh. <laughs> Maybe I'll stay at the hotel tonight. Yeah, well, that'll be that. Yeah, that'll be right. You don't have a certain, certain a sudden case of what come on you. But if you don't know, let me tell you something. If you don't know tonight, it's not going to hurt one way or the other. Okay? In other words, hey, get in the line. If you need delivered, you're going to get delivered. If you don't need delivered, there's nothing there to deliver. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I could answer that question, but I'm not going to. What was that? Well, how many's out here that doesn't need delivered? Not enough to worry about. Hello, Jez. 
And don't call me A.B. either, all right? <laughs> okay, guys. Let's see what God's got for us. Now, and, uh, now sisters, you may think that was pretty heavy, but, but, but you know, as I said, we, we have all got our part to play with Baal. The, the, the queen of that is the woman's side of it, the queen. The king's side of it is Baal himself. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 10, 6 through 12. Now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now what is it's an example? The entirety of the scriptures is to give us the opportunity to understand the doing of wrong. Okay, now the doing of right is there too, but it's to give us, because it says that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye adulterers, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drank and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples, or examples. And they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed the least he fall. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Because Paul's trying to get people to understand that the spirit of Baal is here. It's everywhere. He's trying to get us to understand that, bless God, that there are certain things that we don't need to do because murmuring is a sin. Okay? Now, the sowing of discord, I'm certain that you understand to be a sin, but so is murmuring. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not putting up with the way the old gal's acting, or the old gal says, Sister, thank you. O-L-E, not O-L-D. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not putting up with the way he's, he's acting. You begin to murmur. Uh, Donna told me an interesting story years ago about when she worked at a bank and and she said at noon they would I don't know what she said they had a room they ate in I thought she said the basement but that may not have been right but anyway she said there was a gal there and 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 this one gal and I don't know for sure uh, exactly the number of all the gals who worked there in the bank I'm gonna say eight and there was one gal there and every day at noon she would murmur she would complain. She would say, well, let me just tell you what's going on in my house, and blankety-blank, and blankety-blank, and blankety-blank. And then as they became better known one to another, one of the other gals would say, well, I'll tell you what's going on in my house. And this one gal that began all this would say, well, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't put up with that. I'll tell you what I'd do. And Donna said within a few months, this thing had just absolutely gone crazy. And all these gals did at noon was sit there and begin to bash their husbands and get advice from another basher, if you will, okay? 
And so Donna finally just quit. She finally quit the bank because she was smart enough to understand that that wasn't what her spirit man needed, but they didn't. Now, that's what gets us in trouble when somebody begins to murmur. Complain is really a good word for murmur. It's just complain. And when you complain and you complain and you complain, well, you know what happens. You're a complainer, aren't you? So many lies being affected by, the, by sexual sins. Now, these sins go all the way back again to, to Baal worship. All right? Lust, well, this sin is paramount in the world today and in the church. However, the lust that is based on satisfying self at the expense of God and others, what self wants, and it's very important to write this down, love always gives, lust always gets. Okay? Love always gives, lust always gets. Now, how did all of this come about? Now, at the age that I am, and some of you being close to my age, I can remember being 15 years old. Now, that's how old Jeremiah and some of these other young men, you know, as I said, young men, are that's here today. That's the future of that, of the house of Ephraim. And I remember at 15 that, bless God, there's something called hormones that kick in. And sometimes before that, all right? But I, I can remember the senior boys, 17 and 18, every once in a while they would have a book with naked girls. Really? But they weren't ready available. Where'd you get that? Well, I don't know. My, the old man picked it up from in Chicago or somewhere. Today, now let me tell you something. Sex drive is given to God. If it wasn't, there wouldn't be children. The problem, again, is being able to control that and understand what God says about that. Amen? Amen. To be able to control it. But what I'm trying to, to illustrate, the difference in generations is, it was not available to me and to my generation like it is to yours today. Turn the TV on. Get a, get a magazine in the mailbox. All of these things there are to do what? Is to bring you to a place where you are lusting, okay? You are looking for the fulfillment of your lustful mind, okay? And that's going to get you in trouble. It's going to get you in trouble. Now, let me say this. God and His creation... He created man first, amen, out of what? The dust of the ground. The woman he took out of the rib of Adam, all right? But he created. God knows the end from the beginning. Somebody say amen. amen. Got you right where I want you now. Do you think God knows who you are to marry? Do you think you did? You want to know why? You weren't in love, you were in lust. 
It's a sexual thing. Love comes way down the line down there somewhere. I've told too many people that's come to me to, to counsel with their marriages. We're about to find out if you believe what you vowed unto this holy God when you got married. Now we're about to find out if you ever even loved each other at all. And nine times out of ten, you know what, what, what marriage is about? And I realize that's a big number. It's simply about the fact that, you know, people get married first for, for sexual reasons, second to see if they can get along, and if they can't, oh, well, we get a divorce and I get so much money from him every month, and woohoo, who's next? And that's what it's about. So God chose who you're to have. You mess it all up nine times out of ten, if not ten out of ten, by deciding through the wrong set of eyes, the lustful set of eyes, who it is you think you should marry. Got real quiet, didn't it? Are you looking at the guy sitting next to you, or the girl sitting next to you guy, and saying, Ooh. Maybe I married the wrong person. Maybe you did. You can't make the best of it, but here's the key. God has chosen somebody for you. Well, how in the world am I going to know? Are you ready? With patience, you will work it out. But you'll never work it out when you're running around wanting to jump in bed with somebody. You'll never work that out. You will never find the right person because i got news for you. Lust does not fulfill the will of God for your life, my life, or anybody else's life. Therefore, you have to understand that God has somebody for you. Well, I don't know, but he better come along or she better come along pretty quick. Huh? Well, let me say this. What if they don't? What do you mean? What if they don't? Can you live a life of celibacy? In today's world, that, that's kind of looking... Uh, you know, I, I heard somebody say to me, this has been a years ago, the numbers probably went down and asked me if I knew what a virgin was, and I said no, and they said an ugly seventh grader. Yeah. I go, oh, that was cute. But brothers and sisters, we're back to the same place. Is this sexual thing real? Absolutely. It's rampant. Immorality is every place. Was immorality ever before? Of course. We saw it there. We saw it right there with, uh, with Moses and the children of Israel, all 12 tribes. So we have to understand that this is a problem. And, folks, this isn't something you sweep under the rug. Go, oh, well, well, let's, let's not talk about that. Mm -mm. No, you can't. Because it's real. It's here. It's a problem. It's sin. And it's causing people to miss God. I was hoping for one amen. Ooh, that could be some forced amens. Ah, I love you anyway. Now, number two. Idolatry. 
This is a value system that we create and which we esteem something to be more worthy of our devotion than our devotion to God himself. Okay? Power, prestige, education, money, business, religion, popularity, ego, pornography. All these can be idols. What did I teach you last quarterly? Those virgins were, the, were what we call the virgins that we think about today that he talked about of the 144,000 men. Those were people that had fallen into the idolatry of the church, had committed idolatry. And all of these things fell into that category, still do today. All right? Now... All pornography is idolatry, okay? And it's based upon what? Man's ability to create a fantasy or image in his or her mind. Now, isn't that really what it's all about? Which happens to satisfy themselves and do that which he can devote himself to or herself to. Hmm. So... It's, a, it's a, a fantasy? Of course it is. What do you fantasize? Who do you fantasize? It's sin. What does fantasy bring? It brings sin. Fantasy is adultery. And adultery ain't going to get you the island. So you and I have... Within ourselves, a real battle, don't we? Man alive, I thought it was bad enough with this Baal spirit, and this is part of the Baal spirit. But let me tell you what it also is part of. It's part of everyday living. Number three, fornication. This includes every kind of sex sin, every one of them. Human sexual intercourse other than between a man and his wife. Fornication is popular and acceptable today everywhere except God's holy word. It is acceptable. There is as many pregnant girls in the church as there is in the world today. Statistically, no one. We have not done a good job. You know why? Because there's not been a hard-nosed prophet to keep beating the people with the word holiness. To keep telling the people, you're going to come out of your sin. And if you don't come out of your sin, there's the door. See, I'm not, in, I don't know whether you got this figured out. I think most of you have. I'm not interested in your money. I'm sure not interested in, in, in fame. I'm interested in fulfilling my destiny. And my destiny happens to be attached, oh, I hate this part, to how well I'm doing with you guys. Okay? Now, I fully am aware I can run all of you eventually off. Okay? And if it comes to it, that may be what happens. I don't want that to happen. But if it does, and I've got into some of that before years ago in this building, God will just fill the building up again. We'll just start over again. Boy, I don't want to do that, and neither do you. 
Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, uh, reaching the potential of what God has for us can be lost, and it can be, or stay underdeveloped because of desires, passions, temptations, of fornication. Okay? You, you have to understand something. You'll never reach the potential of God because you have fantasies about other men or about other women. Why? It's taking time away from the things of God. And that's called lust, as we just talked about, all right? You, 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 you can't have passions, temptations. You can't, those things, they've got to be gone. Now, for tempting Christ, this is demanding that God do what is contrary to His will or inconsistent with His character. All right? Now, that's pretty good, actually. I kind of like that. In fact, I thought of it that way. Tempting Christ is the demanding that God do what is contrary to His will. To His will. Okay? Or inconstant with His character. Inconsistent, I'm sorry. Many demand God provide some way of salvation other than the cross. Can you understand that? Okay? We want to enjoy the benefits of salvation and the pleasures of sin at the same time. And that is 100% of the church. I can't tell you how many times that I have stood behind other Bemas and other churches throughout the years and been asked kindly by the pastor after I finished that if the next service, if I would tone down the rhetoric about sin, not be quite so hard on the people. And as I would tell them, do you know something? You can't be too hard on trying to save people from hell. I'm sorry, brothers and sisters, and I, most of you in this room understand, once saved doesn't mean always saved. The Baptists got a great salvation plan, but they missed the mark when it comes to that. You can still end up in hell. You can give away your salvation. You can blaspheme. Now, I will be doing that one day, when I'm not sure, but I'm going to teach you about how people blaspheme the whole Well, I already know. No, you don't. You just think you know, just like the church thinks that they know. But I'm going to show you how people blaspheme the Holy Ghost and don't even know it. Why? The spirit of Baal comes in, takes over, and manipulates them, tempts them. Huh? But you see, we're, we're into this thing big time of trying to bless God, to have the benefits again of salvation, and still be out here just sin, saying, Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus, forgive me. Well, that made it all right. Now, tomorrow... We're going to do the same thing. Well, Jesus, forgive me. What would the Lord God say to that one? I think it was a gal. Healed her and, and, and said to her, Go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon thee. We have not got there yet, folks. Okay? We will. We have not even touched that. We will. Because you're going to have to understand there is a price. Christ said, count the cost of this thing. Christ said, count the cost. It's going to cost you. This baloney of you thinking that you're going to get this all done and do nothing, 
You're not going to study. You're not going to comply to the, uh, to the things that we have set down as law. You're kidding yourself, folks. You're, you're, you're kidding yourself. I can't, I can't even let my own family get involved in this thing if they're not going to get all the way in it. And if I'm going to do that, how in the world am I going to let you sneak by the line when nobody's looking? It's not going to happen. All right, now. You kept Israel from the Canaan land, and it's keeping men from their Canaan land. It's keeping you from yours, okay? The fifth was murmuring. Murmuring in its simplest form, as I said, is nothing more than negative conversation, complaining, criticizing, fault-finding, and rumoring. Spread and discord, okay? That's all that it is. Let's go to James 3.5, if you will, please. James 3.5. So the, so the, the tentacles of Baal thrust out many directions. And again, for, the, for the, the sad thing, we only know about the Jezebel spirit, the spirit of a woman that's out here doing all this. And I, I told you, I, I, I preferred to start out with you ladies and then come to the men and then go back and show you the queens that you really are. And you are. If you get your life straightened up. Okay? If you can get it straightened up. Now, men have a tendency to be lazy. I hope you didn't see that, did you? Huh? We'll have to bleep that out of the... For those of you that are watching for home, I had to stretch my, my arm. No. We all tend to be lazy, don't we? And it's easier... To let Mama, the wife, do it. It's easier just not to do any more than you got to do. It's easier to let her make the decisions. In some cases, it's easier for you to be on, on, uh, uh, you know, uh, drawing money from the government, and not working, and her having a job, forty-five, fifty hours a week. What is that? That's less than a man. The problem, brothers, is it's time, as we use the, the jargon now here in, in the United States, to man up. Most of the reason why men aren't men is because their fathers weren't men. Okay? That's, mo that's most of the reason. They don't know how to act like a man. And if they don't know how to act like a man, they weren't taught to act like a man, guess what, you weasels? Now, I never called you ladies weasels, did I? Don't stand up and applaud yet. Okay. <laughs> Just kind of hold the applause till the end of the program. You're cheating your family. You have a role to play. There's two sides of this thing. The brain that God developed in a man was a brain that would make decisions and work off of facts, pure facts, not speculation. Now, ladies, I'm sorry, because this is going to tickle a little bit, maybe. 
God made your brain to operate through emotions. That's the reason that, bless God, it's very difficult for a lady to run a nation, to run a company, because their emotions is going to govern their decisions. With men, it's all statistics. It's hard, final facts. And that's the way God, not me, not you, that's the way God created man, the way God created woman. So now, understanding this, then, are you saying, prophet, that ladies aren't supposed to be making decisions? No, 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 that's not what I said. I said the problem is that women, ladies, your emotions override too many of the situations. Oh, um, oh, you know, you know what? Oh, well, I mean, that was a great idea, but whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you think maybe little Johnny might get hurt or a little... <laughs> I was talking a little bit over lunch. And... See, you're driven two ways, by your mind and your spirit. You're supposed to let your spirit come up and overrule, override your mind. Your mind is governed by, bless God, the five senses. Now, I wouldn't need, if there was a cup of hot coffee sitting here, if my spirit man was in tune, I wouldn't need to touch that to see if it was hot. My spirit would tell me. Okay, and so you could use all kinds of, of illustrations. Now, why did God, in all of his infinite wisdom, why do you suppose that God brought about and, and, and give us those five senses? Because he knew doggone good and well that there'd be very few of us ever operate in the Spirit. That's what that's there about. So we let our minds, which is in contact trying to drive the rest of the members of your body to rule, okay? Your spirit man is continually trying to tell your mind to shut up and sit down. And so the battle rages on, okay? So when emotions for the women get involved, then their minds kick in, and then they go, yeah, that's right. I, one, one of the things that I really, really enjoy is people deciding whether I'm a man of God or not. I enjoy that. I, I am certain after the Lord God told me years ago that a, most of the church wouldn't know him if he came in and sat down beside him. I know that people don't know. They have no clue in this world who I am. If they did, things would be different. But again, folks, because of the spirit of Baal, they have been seduced in believing, oh my, that preacher's so elegant. And oh, look how handsome. Oh, I don't need to go into the handsome part because I got that, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, some of you are going to have to repent for lying. <laughs> But you see, it, it, it gets to be such a battle. 
And because, ladies, you're working through emotions, the guys over here working through statistics of what's right, what's wrong, cold, calculated facts, those two can't work together unless they are of a broken and a contrite spirit. All right? And in order to bring you to a broken and a contrite spirit, we have got to get this stuff out of your lives. A broken and a contrite spirit. See, that's the reason people can't come in here and sit down and learn something. Okay? They're willing, but they're not obedient. I think I talked about this on the blog radio last week. But they have never been a broken and contrite spirit because people that are broken and contrite do not judge. Because they have humbled themselves before the Lord God Almighty. They have been through enough that there's nothing to be prideful about anymore. That's the reason for those that come and want to be recognized for their spirituality and never are of a broken and a contrite spirit. Because a broken and contrite spirit will not act that way. It will not boast of itself. Oh, I didn't ever think of it like that. That's exactly what it is. They're boasting of themselves. They're trying to say, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm so spiritual. No, that's the spirit of Baal. They're not ready to lead. They need to follow. But yet they seem to think they can come into meetings. You know, last time we had some things here. We had the, that spirit of Baal was in here. Why do they do that? Because they can't build a ministry of their own. But they might try to get out and steal a few people by getting you around in between services and telling some of you goats, ah, and a few of you lambs, come listen to what God's told me, okay? But the sheep, and I'm going to tell you something, we're getting, we're getting some sheep. I'll tell you something, those sheep, they ain't letting no wolves. And I'm going to tell you something else, they're not going to let any goats come around causing trouble. And I want to congratulate some of you for growing that much and that far. I am thankful. We, the leadership, is thankful for you that are sheep. Some of you that have become sheep. I kind of thought the only way we was going to do it was with the old, you know, um, sheep wool and, and take the, you know, the super glue and glue the, 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 that wool onto you, goat. But you surprised me. I like to be surprised like that. Okay? I like to be surprised like that. Well, it's not too late for the rest of you. You're going to get there. All right. James 3, 5. Did I give you that? Well, you had plenty of time to get there then. I hope you didn't read it, though. Now, you're not allowed to read it if I even take 20 minutes. James 3, 5. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Wow! How great a matter a little fire kindleth. Now, 
Again, Israel never entered in because of her murmuring against God. Well, that don't seem like much, does it? Well, come over in the corner and let me tell you just a little something here. A little something you need to hear. Now, we have had to ask a few people at this point in time not to come back, okay? Because they had been warned, they were the wrong spirit, and they refused to change. Now, we had a problem here. What's it been, a couple years years ago? Oh, I hope so. It's getting maybe a year ago, a year and a half. Anyway, at the hotel, and I'm sure you remember. Don't shake your head, please. It makes me nervous. We get a phone call about 6 in the morning, and Donna gets off the line. She said, you're not going to believe what just happened last night at the hotel. And when I found out, I said, you're right. I don't believe that. But it was true. It really happened. Now, the motel's full. I'm sure that there's more than one aisle through the motel. Never been in it. But when we found out, when we found out who stepped out and who came to the plate to try to, to get the situation set straight, I think there was, what, 18 men, four boys, and three hamsters, I think. <laughs> Two ladies. The men hid in the hid in the rooms. Some of you in here are some of the men that sit in your rooms, and I'm here to tell you as a prophet of God, if that happens again, you will never darken that door back there, ever. It's time to be men. It's time somebody walked out into that hall and took authority over that spirit. And over that situation. But no, two sisters got right out there and spiritualized and got it all done. And you're not here, they're not here today, so don't think I'm embarrassing anybody that, that you know. Some of you probably know who they are, but then that's all right too. Because it, it, the, but you see, the problem is that spirit, that spirit of Baal, and that's what that was, will transfer itself. It won't. It can't do anything unless you let it, unless you invite it. And as I told you, the spirit of Baal is so old. Dagon and Ashtoreth, Jezebel, those spirits are so old and they are so, wow, deceptive. That if the, the Scripture says neither give place to the devil, and if you give place, it's just like they just open up like this, and whoom, they're in, and the door shuts, and there they are. And you don't even know it. As I said, if I've taught you this, you don't even know it's operating. Because if you did, you'd understand. But the reason you can't understand, it is everywhere. It's in the house next to you, okay? If you go to school, it's in the schoolroom. If you go to church, it's in the church. You go to work, it's at the workplace. So, what God wants, again, is for the men to be men and the women to be women. That's what He wants. Do you, do you remember when you first came around and, and I introduced Donna? I don't think it wasn't here. I think when we were traveling, but some of you sisters may remember. I said, Donna is going to teach some of you how to be ladies. 
Donna is a lady, and I can confess that, and I know it's the truth. She's a lady. She understands what it's all about. Now, I don't know whether you would ever stop to wonder what it might be like to live with a jass like me. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. Mm -hmm. It isn't easy. I'm about the, the things of God every day. And Donna knows when to talk to me, and she knows when to absolutely think that I'm a thousand miles away. Okay? But you see, again, it could be altogether different than that. And it could be, but it's not. You know, there, 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 you know Proverbs talks so much about, you know, a, the, a woman, a virtuous woman. Now, we're probably, I don't think, going to get to that this weekend, but you, you, need to, you need men, you need to look to see. Women, you need to look to see what it is to be virtuous. But you see, because Donna dresses, Donna carries herself, and she talks like a lady. Okay? That is to be the example. You, ladies... The older ones are to be the examples to these younger ones. If you're running around looking like <clears throat> Jezebel, huh? If you're running around doing things that you know shouldn't be going on, you're teaching every moment of the day. What have I taught you? You are a product of your home, first, of your church, second, and of the society that you live in, third. Your children are also the same way. And, and what's happened, because men that forgot to be men, okay, and women, oh my, some of which wanted to be men, mad at God because they weren't. Do you know I've delivered women like that? Mad at God because God did not create them a man. Ooh, sell tickets to that deliverance. Hmm? Can you imagine that? Not being happy with the way God created you? Boy, the spirits are jumping now because most of you sitting here, you're not happy the way you are. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm too fat. I don't have enough hair. I got too much hair. My beard curls. I'm not Murmuring. You're murmuring. Look in that mirror and smile because you are God's creation. You are what He created. Girls, you're not going to be a perfect ten, and guys, well, other than me, are not going to be the old Schwarzenegger or whatever that is. Huh? No, I'm sorry. But see, that's what we've done in our society, haven't we? The anorexic. Uh, uh, thing went on where people were putting their finger down their throat to throw up so they could be skinny. What have we done to ourselves? What have we done to our society? We have let the spirit of Baal come in and slaughter us. Slaughter us. But men 
are going to be men in this organization. All right? Men say men. Now, God wants us, gentlemen, to be able to come into and conquer and take our Canaan land just like we did coming out of Egypt, all right? Now, He wants us to be successful. He wants to be able to bless us. He wants to give us the ability and the authority to overcome. Now, it's obvious that we're not there. It's very, very obvious that we're not. You, you know, you begin to look around in your lives, and, and, and you begin to say, and how often? Well, now, you know, Prophet, we've, uh, we, we've been in this thing six months. We keep Shabbat. We keep uh, Rosh Hashanah, New Moon. We, you know, we do the festivals. We're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're trying to do the, you know, the teachings and stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just, I mean, oh, God's a liar, huh? Got quiet. God's a liar. What do you mean, prophet? God's a liar. Well, he must be a liar. If you've been in this thing six months and you've done all this stuff and this isn't working out for you, then God must be a liar. No, the sin in your life is still besetting you. And some of you folks sitting in this room are going to have to listen up. You're either going to get this right or you're never going to get blessed by God, and I don't care how much many tithes you give. I don't care how much you keep in the festivals and Shabbat and Rosh It isn't going to work for you. Don't think it is, because it's not. But yet, you've got the nerve because, well, I've been here six months, and oh, it's just not working for me. Say, God, God. Does, not, does not, never will, Bless sin. I'm going to do it. You and I are going to have to understand that. Now, you and I, brothers, are going to have to become everything that God intended for us to be, not for us, but for our families. Okay? We're going to have to do it. In this day, in this modern world we live in today, we don't have sins, we have problems. And boy, have I noticed that. Doesn't that sound better? Well, um, uh, Prophet, I, I got a few problems. Yeah, you got a few sins is what you got. <laughs> Don't you love the way Baal does things? Prophet, I, 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 I really got some sins here going on. Prophet, I, I got a few problems. I'm not, you know, just, just your run-of-the-mill problems. There are no run-of-the-mill sins. There's only one sin greater than all of the sins, and that's blaspheming the Holy Ghost, which I told you we'll get around to teaching that one time. When we do, some of you are going to mourn for some of the ones that have already left this earth. 1 Corinthians 5.11. 1 Corinthians 5.11. 1 Corinthians 5.11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one, know not to eat. Don't even be around them. Now, do you realize if you were to do that today, 
Got them seat belts hooked up? You couldn't even talk to half the people in this room, if that many. Let alone the ones that you're with all the time that keeps feeding your spirit all this garbage anyhow. Don't be unequally yoked. Don't be that way. You, you, know, you know what we do? You know how Baal has, has sneaked in on this one, this comment? Well, now, I'm around them because I'm, you know, planting the seeds and I'm trying to... They're either going to get in or they're not going to get in. You know, I made a statement here. I think here, you're going to have to learn to push things in a corner. They might as well either be made to happen now because they're never going to happen any other way. You, people, people, you can wait. Some of you that are here, if you're not careful, you're going to wait until it's time to go, go to the islands, okay? And then you're still going to find out things ain't going to work out with the members of the family you have sat around and waited for. You have to push the devil. You have authority over him, and you have to push him. Yes, everybody has a right to say yes or no. Amen? But you might as well find out if they're going to get in or they're going to get out and get over it and go on. One way or the other. I don't like that kind of preaching. Get over it. Grow up. Smell the roses. I can't think of anything else. Tempting Christ is demanding that God do what is contrary, as I said, to his will. <laughs> and I love it or inconsistent with his character. You, you, you see, I, I have said for years, this whole thing with God works real, real slick. God is consistent. What he's done in one generation, he'll do for the next generation. If, if it isn't consistent with what God has done, then, bless God, it's not going to happen. And, and, and that's the reason I, I'm always getting all this, oh, I'm telling you what, some of the craziest things come on with the email. Jeez. Paul had the mind of the Lord. Now, now and, and we know that he did when he wrote those things that I just read. If a person calling himself a Christian continues in his sin with impunity, freedom from punishment, and has allowed full membership and privileges, he has no incentive to confront and confess and set aside his sin. See, that's the reason, see, that's the reason you don't come out of your sin. You've got nobody to look at you and say, Brother, you're in sin, and you're going to come out. Sister, sister, brother, better give him this time. I didn't mean that when I pointed at you, okay? It wasn't you. We don't have anybody to do that. Like I said, the preachers are soft-soaping the congregations to bleed them. They're after numbers. They're after money. They're after building themselves a kingdom. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. 
And remember, with God, all things are possible.